Hello, everyone. A link to the show's transcript is in the episode description. My name is Sara or Sarah. My pronouns are she, her, and ella. For my social work practicum, I'm partnering with Dream City to share the stories of Latina, Latino, and Latinx students navigating college. My hope with this podcast is to remind us that we are not alone. Together, we are raising the numbers of Latinas, Latinos, and Latinx people with a college education. And with that, remember, échale ganas. Born in Guatemala, Claudia, she, her, immigrated to California, where her high school counselor wanted her to fail. However, a community college advisor saw Claudia's potential and pushed her to go to a four-year university. Now she is graduating from the University of Iowa, earning a bachelor's in social work with a minor in political science. I moved to the United States when I was a junior in high school and obviously I didn't speak the language very well and I came in here with the expectation that college was free and that everything was going to be handed out to me because that's what I had been told when I was living in Guatemala. So when I came here, uh, I generally didn't know how the system worked and I didn't know how you apply to universities, like the process in general. And I was in California when this happened and it was a really big school that I went to. I went to this really big school and my counselor kind of hated me or like she, I must admit she was slightly racist. <laughs> she really thought that I was doomed to fail and she didn't really helped me throughout the whole time like I remember one of my first times meeting her she basically bluntly told me that the level of education that they were giving their students was was superior and that my level of education in Latin America was absolutely worthless there and that I obviously was gonna have such a hard time catching up because you know American students were given better education and obviously that was very discouraging and I always saw that my friends were getting like invitations to go to colleges and they were getting emails. And it was really, really discouraging in general to see everybody. And obviously my parents didn't have money because a lot of people that did have money to go to college lived in the US their whole life. So they basically had a college fund or an idea or they knew that they had to get have a good credit to get a loan, but my parents had literally just moved to the United States with me and we thought the college was free, so <laughs> we didn't really have anywhere to go. I did get a couple like grants for community college back in California, but it was definitely not enough to cover it. That's what led us to come to Iowa because after I graduated, I like my parents and I took Greyhound and we came all the way from California to Iowa just with a couple clothes in our bag. And we just came here and settled in Iowa City for a minute. And then that also seemed too expensive because my parents obviously didn't speak English. Based on U.S. standards, I was too young, but based on Latin American standards, I was old enough to be able to keep up with the family and help them out. But obviously, my parents didn't want me to do that. So we landed in Muscatine and we ended up in Muscatine Community College. And the grants that I had gotten before actually managed to fill all the financial requirements that needed that were needed there. However, I didn't really have a lot of help from my parents because they didn't speak English, just like I mentioned. And I had been in California before, so obviously the English that I learned was not as good because I didn't spend a lot of time with English speakers because obviously 
I just really like to stay within my own group. So a lot of the people that I met and talked to all the time were Spanish speakers, especially from Latin America. I graduated from Mexican Community College after three years because I didn't know what I wanted to do because originally I wanted to do law, but I didn't have the money for that. After graduating with lots of effort and lots of failures at the beginning, because I didn't really have a lot of support besides one counselor and uh, that really saw what not a lot of people had seen throughout those years and really pushed me to keep going and go somewhere and do something with my life. Then I landed here at the University of Iowa where I didn't really think I was going to go either because not only when I was in California, I didn't think I was going to be able to go to, like even community college, neither did I think I was going to be able to go to a four-year university at all, because like I said, my parents, my mom were cleaning houses and my dad did not work at all. And they didn't have a license. Well, now they do, but you know, it just felt like everything was against me. And even being now like here in my last year, it still feels like there's so many things against me that I did not know before, but I feel like now I have better coping skills to deal with it. My parents really put a lot of effort into everything, uh, even in Guatemala, and they were really always so helpful, but they did, couldn't afford a good school obviously, because, you know, Latin America, we were, you know, not wealthy. But I, my parents really wanted me to get a good education, so they put me through this school that was for kids with low income, but I don't want to say gifted kids because it makes me sound like braggy, but that was basically what it was. So it felt really discouraging because, you know, I, for those years that I was at that school, I had to keep certain grades and certain GPA and do extracurriculars and everything to be able to stay there without paying as much money. And for her to tell me everything that you've done, it's completely worth it last year. Don't even try. Was super discouraging. But yeah, she doesn't work there anymore. So I wonder if somebody else went through that or she just didn't really care. After having this really difficult relationship with my advisor who literally had everything against me like she wanted me to repeat a year we ended up getting into this discussion really heated discussion on why I had to repeat years and stuff like that to this counselor that at Mesquite Community College that really saw that there was potential in me I think she was one of the first people in the U.S. that really helped me understand that I could be successful anywhere. And I know that sounds very cheesy, but when I moved, I generally feel like, you know, I was, if you can think how Latinos that were born here feel, imagine how I felt so out of place because not only I was running against just being a woman of color, but now I was an immigrant that didn't speak English. So, and at that time I didn't even have my citizenship. So I felt like I was running behind everybody and that I was at disadvantages and every, she had a husband that went through the same thing that moved to the US and failed very displaced. So I felt like she could see a little bit of him and me and she really pushed me and she even admits at the beginning, she was like, yeah, you look so out of place. She was like, but I could see that 
you were not gonna let us down she was like i could see the passion in you i knew that you had it within you and that somewhere along the lines you had lost it but she was like yeah i just knew that you could do it and she invited me to a lot of clubs and really made me thrive in that academic environment that where i will say that i found lots of my personality traits and lots of the person i am today she really did help me she helped me find a job that helped me out so much more working with latina children it was so different and it was kind of like unbelievable because she really was like are you going to go to a four year are you going to go to four year and it's funny because she was the one that brought up if i wanted to go into social work at that time i didn't really believe her and i really didn't listen but you know she ended up being right and i'm about to graduate with a social work degree Yeah, <laughs> I went through a lot of majors because originally living in Guatemala, uh, what I wanted to do, it was law. But obviously when I was told here that it was like so much work and so many degrees, like I don't have the money to do that. So I went into community college without an idea of what I wanted to do. And I jumped from major to major. I started as a psychology major. Then I went into criminology. I tried to go into education, but I was too late for that. And then I did social work. And, you know, I, I didn't know it was going to stick. I was like, well, I can't apply to the school of social work as a joke. Well, not as a joke. I, as a sort of luck, you know, I was like, you know, if I actually do get in, it must be a sign. Like, I remember filling out the application by myself. I had the flu. It was the day of the application that was supposed to be due. And I turned it in and I was like, well, if I get in, it's a sign. And I got in. <laughs> so like I said um, before, my family said that college was free and everything. And obviously, I came on thinking the same. However, I didn't really know that if college was free for you, you had probably been in the U.S. since the beginning of your of your high school career. So you had a chance to build those extracurriculars and those grades. But since I had just moved to the country, obviously, I didn't even have a chance to actually have good grades because I was in survival mode, you know. I passed the classes, but I didn't really get a chance to be in extracurriculars or anything. So I had an awful academic record the even like smallest chance of me having a school paid for were completely zero and obviously my parents were like well she's not gonna go to college because we can't get a loan either we're like we can't get a loan the government is giving us like the smallest amount of money even though my parents did not work at all didn't have any income we didn't even really talk about it like my parents kind of just saw that i didn't really have a chance in California and they were like well I don't know we'll figure it out but obviously they could not afford it because they had just moved they couldn't get a loan I didn't have good grades because like I said I was in survival mode so it's not like getting a straight A's was my first instinct you know I was going through a lot mentally too as well so it's not like I really cared about going to college in the first place because I figured I was not going to be able to financially And my parents didn't have a trust fund or they were rich or anything. And if they had a little bit of money saved, it was quetzales, basically meaning nothing in dollars. So so then we moved here to Iowa and I had to do the FAFSA, but I 
really didn't know what I was doing as well. Uh, my parents didn't speak English, so it led me mostly to do it by myself. Like some uncles and aunts would kind of help sometimes, but obviously they had stuff to do. So I was left to try to do all that paperwork by myself and trying to explain to my parents that the government was not gonna take away your things or anything because they asked for social security. Eventually I did manage to go to community college for free because I filled out my FAFSA and college was cheaper here in Iowa. But that was because my parents did not work. So obviously they gave us the maximum amount and that covered everything. But once I got out of college, like I was taking community college, I realized I was like, well, what do I do now? Because obviously my little $5,000 that I got every year, I'm not going to do it for I, for your university, right? I didn't really know what to do because I was really scared that I was not going to be able to get the money. However, I had to have the chance because I was in a very better environment to get better grades at my community college. So I just started applying like crazy for every scholarship that I saw. And here's where the tricky part was, because I was a transfer student, there were not that many scholarships for me because majority of the scholarships that were being advertised were for freshmen and like high school seniors in freshmen in college or the scholarships that were like available were for engineering, a lot of STEM majors, and I was not a STEM major either. A lot of these scholarships also as well were for people that were Iowa born or graduated in Iowa, and I had none of those things. And I generally was really confused. I was like, well, I've seen some of my dream is literally going nowhere. And I had a, I think I graduated with like, you know, an associates. And what was I going to do with it? Basically, nowadays with this economy, like people say, that was nothing. You know, it was like, just might as well get a high school degree, sadly. I ended up applying for a lot of scholarships, again, mostly by myself, because nobody had a lot of time. My advisor did send me the scholarships so I was really thankful for that but obviously she had other students as well so she really helped me with my references and everything but to fill out those things I had to do it mostly by myself and the biggest scholarship that I got was this Carver scholarship which is like six thousand dollars a year plus my financial aid plus a couple external scholarships were really what made me come to University of Iowa because, like I said, the University of Iowa barely has any scholarships for transfer students. Majority of them were through PTK, which is this like group that you have to be a part of in your community college. But I did not have a 3.5 or higher um, in my community college. I had a 3.4 because I was really sad during the first year. Um, obviously, again, in survival mode that I did not do as well as I wanted to. Yeah, you know, my parents really wanted to help me, but they couldn't in any way. And I had to rely on having to ask for money everywhere that I could. And I got rejected so many times, but I'm telling you, I still had like 50 scholarships and I got rejected so many times. But the ones that I got were really important. And, you know, I'm graduating now debt-free after filling out like 50 scholarships and everything. But I'm incredibly thankful for the people that saw something in me again and decided to provide me with like the scholarships that they did. I always tell people because I don't know if you've seen the scholarships that are like Coca-Cola and Microsoft and they are really big, like they are big amounts of money and they are national. And I always tell people, I'm like, look, I know that a thousand dollars might not seem like a lot when you see your little community bank in your 
like county or your town have a scholarship and you, like you know you're gonna be like oh it's a thousand dollars that's absolutely nothing but if you fill out like 20 of those like thousand scholarships you already cover for a whole year and like i said and i'm saying like the smallest amount usually they're like the smallest are like a thousand but the majority of them are like two thousand you know there are a couple big ones that are like locally like the carver one that i got that one's specifically for transfer students so i was really grateful for that one it was really life-changing to see all of this money come together and be able to pay for my school like it's kind of hard to believe because i remember it always brings me back to the moment where i moved to the us and my counselor was basically like you're not gonna go to college and i was like well she says it she's a professional might as well listen to her You know, it didn't really hit me until University of Iowa and COVID. My parents were really nice and they were definitely like emotional supporters. And, you know, my counselors were like obviously busy. So they provided me with everything they could with references and everything. And my family did like help me out sometimes if I didn't understand a question. But none of them could spend two hours sitting with me going through something so i always say that i'm incredibly thankful for all the support that i got but i always think that most of it had to be myself because my parents didn't speak english at all and if they didn't speak it they didn't read it either and when it comes to terms in the fafsa like the form blah 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 and like what are your assets i didn't even know what assets was i was like 17 or 18 And I was barely learning the language, so it's kind of hard. And I, it didn't really hit me until I came to the University of Iowa. And, you know, it also kind of didn't make it any better that I had to become, I would not say the head of my household, but I had to be part of the head of the household. If I was not the head, I was at least the neck because my parents, like I said, did not speak English. And I had to use my time to go help them out like I remember I actually had to go translate for my mom at her job interview and I had to be there also for like a couple first days because you know they needed somebody to translate so here was me having a full-time school schedule and then part-time job somewhere else had to take time out of my day to go help my mom or uh, had to go open like a bank account and everything and I had to make the payments because they didn't understand what the cashier was saying so it didn't really hit me until I moved here and it was during COVID and everything was a little darker but you know I had to do those things and I had to be present because my parents were buying a house and really grateful for that but I had to be present at all of those meetings I had to split class a couple times because they needed me there. They needed me to help them sign the papers, read the whole contract, in case, you know, you never want to do anything bad. So it didn't really hit me that I was probably one, like my biggest support system until I came here and, you know, classes became a little harder. I think when I was at MCC, it was obviously my gen ed, so things were a little bit easier to me. But then when I came to the University of Iowa and an actual, you know, free university, it really did like show me how much weight I'd been carrying. But now that because of my academic weight was harder, now I was feel like everything was falling. So 
that, but I remember one time when I got a scholarship. And a scholarship is like beca. So beca sounds like, at least in Guatemala, it's like the whole thing. Like if somebody tells you, I'm giving you a beca, they're paying for your whole thing, right? And I remember coming to my dad. I was like, oh my God, I got a scholarship. And he was like, oh good, we're all set. And I'm like, I was like, no, honey, that was like a scholarship for $1,000. And he was like, so how much is college? And I was like, oh, like $20,000 a year. He was like, okay, I am not going to get involved with it. And I was like, yeah, I figured. What am I going to say? A quarter of a bicca? <laughs> <laughs> not even a quarter, like 5% of a bicca. My dad was so disappointed. He was like, okay, we'll keep getting those. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to Claudia for agreeing to do this episode. I am Sara and as always, échale ganas.